All right, we are live. How about some intro music? Hello and welcome to Funny Science Fiction, the live edition. All right, welcome to Funny Science Fiction Live, the live podcast that caused the great Facebook crash of 2021, (laughs) or at least we're going to get blamed for it. (laughs) Hope you guys are able to make it here today. Hope you survived the downtime, the, uh, you know, got outside, saw what the sun looked like and the leaves and the grass and we're able to get away from social media for a couple hours. No, no, it's not uh, okay, Tim. We've been left with our own thoughts and not pictures of people's cats. This is... (laughs) I saw what the sun looked like in a video game. <laughs> I don't know if that counts, but if you were, unless you're sitting at, at your desk and you had like a little fan coming by before in the breeze, you know. And before we get into tonight's show, we need to say our thanks to our show partners, River City Tees and Level Up Lightsabers. All I like right. how Nick didn't even want to ask. I know. Answer that. He's just totally ignoring you. First up, River City Tees, and let's roll that beautiful nerd footage. With over 700 designs to choose from, River City Tees has something for everyone. Need some new nerd merch? River City Tees has you covered. Need funny or sarcastic designs? River City Tees has you covered. Are you looking for a new logo or custom design? Whether you need one or 100, River City Tees has you covered. With multiple colors and options for each and every design. With things to choose from like shirts, hoodies, phone cases, coffee mugs, and so much more. Be sure to follow River City Tees on Facebook and Instagram. If you do, you'll get the latest on designs and information about upcoming sales. River City Tees, let's make a shirt together. All right. Well, um, every time I, I hear that song, it just brings out my inner geisha. <laughs> You're imagining him with the makeup on, aren't you, Tim? You have my attention. I was like, let me just break out my fan. And... <laughs> oh, boy. On that note. Level up lightsabers, please. Okay, so it wasn't the makeup and the fan that got me. As now I'm trying to imagine him walking in those little like <laughs> little wooden platform shoes, and I'm imagining him tripping over them a lot. Oh, um, if the samurai no. ninjas can do it, I think I could do it too. Are, are you a samurai ninja though? In my heart. <laughs> so, John, you are not too early. And no, there wasn't a post on Facebook because Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, all owned by the the megalomaniac, I mean, mega giant corporation of Facebook has has been crashed almost all day. I think it just recently came back. Um, He substituted Reddit and Twitter for Facebook and Instagram. I do that most every day, except for the Reddit. I'm not so good on Reddit, but uh, Twitter and Discord is where I lately have been hanging out. 
I like Twitter. It's more See, fun. Discord and I don't get along, but that's probably just me. And then, John, plus the... <laughs> the makeup plus the mustache. Yeah, well, you wouldn't be the only one confused. That's All what right. the fan is for? You would to hide me. the mustache? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> you All right, nothing? well, to our one viewer, John, links for both River City Tees and Level Up Lightsabers are going to be in the comment section below. And tonight we welcome back to our show Alan White from our show partner, Level Up Lightsabers. What's up, everybody? Howdy, howdy, howdy. And we also welcome <laughs> Cara Frenstrom from the Consequence of Bliss podcast. Oh, I took Kathleen out of there. Whoops. Wrong <laughs> button. It's been a day. Have I told you that it's a Monday? There we go. Hello. <laughs> now she's sulking. She's like, you took me off the screen. I'm sulking. A pout now, Tim. <laughs> My mom already called me thinking I've been kidnapped, so. Well, there, there is that. Well, because when you transfer your cell phone number from one service to the other, and then you get the text message with the, this number has been removed from all group chats. It's like. Ooh. <laughs> that was an extensive kidnapping. I mean. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, Kara, uh, take a moment, if you would, please, and tell everybody about your podcast, where they can find it and why you're so cool. Oh, um, <laughs> well, I, I host the Conquest of Bliss podcast, and it's about all things happiness and well-being. I get to talk to really cool people like Tim and also professionals in fields adjacent to happiness. And, and we just talk about what the tools and techniques are for well-being in the world. And you can find it at theconquestofbliss.com, uh, The Conquest of Bliss on Facebook, The Conquest of B1 on Twitter, because I'm not good at Twitter, um, or whatever. And as far as why I'm cool, I guess I am just lucky. I don't know why I just put a uh, IMDB post uh, into the chat there. <laughs> but you because guys enjoy the, you guys enjoy the profile of Liz Vassy. She's an amazing actress. Uh, who's actually going to be on Funny Science Fiction uh, in about a month or so. Um, but yeah, but, so there's that. What <laughs> I meant to do was add that. There we go. Ah. The, the the Level Up Lightsabers link. Um, yes. And uh, John Wass. I get to talk to professionals and Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean... It's not. It seems legit. It's not wrong. I mean, it is accurate. There's all these professional people that she has on her show, and it's a really cool show. I have been a guest on it. I strongly recommend people checking it out. And if you would like to hear her backstory and why she does her podcast, you can always go over to my my personal show called Focused on Forward. And there's an episode with Kara there, and uh, I just really enjoyed uh, my interactions with her, and she's in my opinion, really super cool. And I'm really glad to have gotten to know her. Uh, she's one of the people in podcasting that, in my opinion, makes podcasting fun. So um, you guys definitely need to go check her out. Okay. Thank and, you, uh, but yeah, so there we go. We've got all the, the podcasting places put out there for the show links. So check out uh, River City Tees and of course, Level Up Lightsabers. Those links are in the comments for you now. And we have... The early 90s, who's very excited to have something that's better than a stick. 
That looks way better than a stick. That looks way better than a stick, Alan. I am simultaneously live on uh, on my TikTok and here. So everybody that's in the TikTok, if you want to hop over, we are at Funny Science Fiction Podcast on Twitch and YouTube and Facebook, and I feel like there's one more. Uh, uh, no, yeah. So there's three locations on on yeah. you, on Facebook they could go to. Best place for them is probably on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. So Funny Science Fiction. fiction on, yep. I Check us out there. on YouTube there. So you're holding one of your new products there, and I am giggity excited. Give him about the big this. screen. Does, I'm working on it. This might this might look familiar. Ah. Oh, I'm <laughs> buttons buttons are not working today. All right, there we go. Let's try this. Yay! There it goes. Now, in about I did it. I did the thing. Technology <laughs> victory. <laughs> um, actually, literally a week. Um, I'm going to start the pre-order for the dark saber, um, and so I've I just recently started impact testing these flat blades that my manufacturer has now, and I have used a lot of flat blades, like a lot of them. Most of the time, they're made out of acrylic, which means that if you look at them in a mean way, they break, and then you're out however many dollars you spent on that really cool looking cosplay blade. Um, these are way more robust than I was prepared for. So all the stuff that I initially had planned, I kind of blitzed through and now I'm having to come up with other ways to like, find out what they can hold up to. Um, I'm really looking forward to in about a week, posting a video of uh, running through a can of twisted tea. Nice. <laughs> does, does it turn well, on? If a twisted tea is, is, good enough to knock knock a racist out in a in a grocery store he's one of the most powerful destructive forces known to man <laughs> exactly so that is like um it does turn on but the sound of the dark saber font is kind of rough through digital microphones that's fine i just want to see it turn on <laughs> we'll, we'll take our chances <laughs> <with it. laughs> oh that, that comes through quite nicely yes we're good Oh. <laughs> oh gosh! And it does have color change. Hmm. So, like, you can get full spectrum of color with the dark saber. Um, and then the really cool thing is that when this pre-order starts, I'm actually going to have flat blades that are also available in a couple of different styles. This is kind of loud. Hold on. Sorry. I need one. <laughs> Well, and so there's there's this, which is kind of longsword-esque, kind of Jian-esque for those of you that are uh, Tai Chi practitioners. Um, there's mm. a katana blade, and then there's another one that's sort of kind of like a cavalry saber. It's a, It's got a slight curve to it and, and sort of a point. Um, but yeah, so when the when the dark saber goes on the site, then the flat blades are going to go on the site for pre-order as well. And I'm, they're they're a lot of fun. They're, I'm only mostly heavy breathing over here. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, early nineties wants to know if you can cut a Kit Kat with it. I can try. We can try. All right. I well, I'll add that to the list. There you go. You know. Okay. All right. Excellent. That is that is wonderful. All right, so throughout the show tonight, Alan is going to be uh, showing off some different uh, versions of, of lightsabers that are available through Level Up Lightsabers. Make sure you click the link in the uh, the comment sections here. It'll take you right to the store. You'll be able to 
buy one of these uh, super cool sabers. Not this one quite yet. It hasn't been added, but pre-orders will be coming in shortly. Nico would like to remind us that it's definitely better than a stick. <laughs> and hey, Jason, welcome to the show. Our good buddy Jason Taylor from Three Geeks Podcast. So glad to have him here. All right, so for tonight's festivities, what we're going to do, what we brought Alan here to do and what we brought Kara here to do is we're going to talk a little nerdy. We're going to talk about the bad guys. We're going to talk about the best of the worst. And we're going to talk about what makes these bad guys so good and what makes us pay attention to them and maybe even root for them, uh, even though they are the bad guys of their story. So whether they're in science fiction, they're from a superhero uh, movie or, or comic book, uh, or they're um, written in books or film, we're going to be paying attention to them, talking. We're interested to see what each and everybody ha uh, everyone has. And so Alan, by the way, is also uh, going live on his TikTok account, which if you have TikTok and you want to follow a really cool guy, follow Alan at Level Up Light 1 and Level Up Light 2. Those are his two accounts. And make sure that uh, you see his really cool content because he's not just a, uh, a lightsaber guy. He's got some really cool... And he, he likes to show off our coffee mug. So we're cool with that. <laughs> and then... Uh, Van Skywalker is saying that one blade to break them all <laughs> to break you all the careful sticks. what you go viral for. Because <laughs> then once you go viral for it, you go <laughs> like you can't. Oh. All right, Alan, you want to lead us off with uh, each of us, by the way, has three picks. And please feel free in the comments to to comment about our picks. Tell us if you like them, if you don't like them, um, you know, who you would pick, uh, you know, all those other things. John, did, like coffee. That's good. He's on point with his topics tonight. That's good to know. Did, did right. you actually anyway. introduce what the topic was? I just did. Were you not Wait, listening? I was you not. Were there. <laughs> <But> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that you're not listening without telling me you were not listening. There was a lightsaber in the room, and I was still like fantasizing about I was showing off the dark so. saber. It's my fault. <laughs> Nick's just like, hmm. Okay. It's Come so on. Crazy. I'm trying to log into all of my accounts over here, and I still heard him. All right, so Alan, uh, feel free if you would to lead us out. Tell us who you have for your bad guys. Okay, and so the the prompt was three favorite bad guys or three favorite villains, which it's so I interpreted that not as most powerful or most evil or any of that kind of stuff. It was just sure. like you know, you like you know, and stuff that you kind of resonate with. And I wanted to open with Zuko. Um, because one of the, one of the tropes in sci-fi, but it's not just in sci-fi is like, if there's a person that is the villain, especially for an extended period of time, they don't actually like make up for their mistakes when they turn good. They do some kind of self-sacrificial act that causes them to no longer be alive and so then there's never there's never the moment of having to watch somebody do the hard work of acknowledging what they did wrong, having to own it, um, but also at the same time being true to, you know, moving into the future, finding their way forward, if you will. Um, and Zuko is one of the best examples that I have ever encountered in fiction of a villain that, like, the entire first season... He is the villain. He is the antagonist. He is um, guilty of some terrible stuff. But then as the show progresses, not only does he 
acknowledge things that he's done wrong and other stuff, but he is also the key to allowing Aang, who is the hero, to defeat, you know, the big bad of Ozai, who is Zuko's own father. Um, and Iroh is one of my favorite wisdom characters in all of fiction anywhere. Like, I, I honestly think I would put him above Yoda for me because I've stolen more stuff from Iroh than I have from Yoda. Um, but so Zuko is my guy. Um, he's just, and, and it's so hard to find stories where a character goes through that type of like atonement rather than sacrifice. Okay. Um, and that's, and that's something that I wish we had more of so that um, a certain segment of society doesn't think that being miserable for a protracted period of time and then like doing some big final act that all of a sudden they get to be good again. I, I wish people would be like, no, this is this is hard work and it's going to suck. And I'm going to show up and say, no, guys, I'm good now. And everybody's going to be like, yeah, but we don't trust you. And I'm going to have to be like, I understand. And we'll work on, you know, like and, the, and have to go through that process and kind of normalize that because that's more relevant to daily life than sure. you know, throwing your boss down an elevator shaft. <laughs> and then, hey, I'm good again. <laughs> <laughs> Avatar is one of the shows that my daughter, uh, one of the animes that my daughter is really trying very hard to get me to watch. So good. The storyline is so phenomenal. Well, so here, here's me. Uh, I haven't really watched any anime until uh, Star Wars came out with anime. Then I'm like, I'll watch anime. I'm in the Star Wars. I'm in. Um, so, so Avatar: The Last Airbender was so good. And it impressed George Lucas so much that as soon as Filoni's contract was up with Nickelodeon, he made a Godfather offer. And now Filoni is, you know, the favorite son of Star Wars fans. And Filoni's first, like Filoni's first big gig was Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay. So that's like, that was his first. Makes you know, sense. Directing, like, like really, really big awesomeness. So what you're saying is if I like Filoni's work with Clone Wars and, and Rebels, I'm probably going to like Airbender. Yeah, because as a storyteller, there's like there's stuff. OK. Uh, and it's and the characters are interesting. Yeah. Avatar <laughs> is one of the animes and I, I, I struggle with it being anime, like because it doesn't feel anime to me, but well, I actually yeah. like that one. Anime is a Japanese word for animation, and so right. else it is anime definitionally. Like in the same way that like American cheese is also queso. Like we don't <laughs> we don't use the word <laughs> in that context in our language, but like that's what that word means. And so, <laughs> hold up. <laughs> see, this is one point. Of, this is <laughs> see we we have educational moments in, in our show, and I think I just I think I just got educational. Um, American cheese is queso cheese. No, no, but queso it's is the Spanish word for cheese. So all cheese is queso. Mm -hmm. We just only call like queso dip. That's the only thing we use the the word queso for in our language because we got it from somebody else's culture. Okay, see, so I I've gone my whole life thinking that queso cheese was like a special type of cheese, not just cheese. It's just, no, it's just, it's just and I'm like, a word for cheese. Did and you know so that salsa you... is also just sauce? Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So there's that. But yeah. So, but yeah. So Zuko, there's, there are so many characters in Avatar The Last Airbender that are really, really wonderful, like examples of um, like an archetype that's just a little bit different from tropes that we're used to. Um, and everybody, it's really easy to get attached to anybody and find them likable, um, at least by the end, with exception to like three characters, which, you know, to heck with them, as it were. I almost dropped the F-bomb. I'm feeling very proud of myself right there. <laughs> you did it! Who else did you have picked there, Alan? So then we're going to go with Revan, um, partially because he is on the, the very surface of Star Wars consciousness right now. Um, Revan is... Revan is a central character to the Knights of the Old Republic video game that was on Xbox way back in the long ago days when the movie was different. Um, and there are a lot of things that I really love about the character of Revan. There are a lot of things about the Revan fan club that is occasionally tiring because Revan is legitimately a self-insert character. You get to pick all kinds of things about Revan and all kinds of things about Revan's storyline. And so... Lots of people love Revan for lots of different reasons. Um, the story arc for the character is like is a Jedi, turns evil, turns back to a Jedi. Like it's this, it's this character that's very popular with people that are sort of edgelordy as well. Um, um, one of the things that I struggle with with Revan is that because he is definitionally a self-insert character, there are a lot of people who love Revan but then complain about other characters like Ray Skywalker um, being a writer's self-insert character and and like not being able to reconcile their complaints. Right, not making the connection between the two. Like, it's like the, that bridge is super easy to build and some people just can't build it for whatever reason. They choose not um, to. But, but Revan has got some very, very cool lightsaber designs that are now available on leveluplightsaber.com. <laughs> the lightsaber guaranteed better than a stick. <laughs> Nice. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, uh, and then I think the the villain that I have had the most empathy for over the years, like the the villain that is the, am I really sure he's a bad guy? Is Magneto? Yeah, mm. stole him from somebody else. I apologize, but like Mag, because all of Magneto's complaints about government and authoritarianism and all of these things, he's always right. Like, like every step of the way, he's always been right. Yeah. Um. And so it's one of those things where it's like, especially as an adult, the more you see that character, you understand that character's trauma and you look at things that are going on that that character has every right to be mistrustful of. Um, and it's like it becomes really, really easy to empathize with him. And so then it makes his stories really really interesting because you're not exactly rooting against him right you're, you're rooting against bad things happening rather than rooting for magneto to get his teeth kicked right, right. and even in the original x-men movies him and charles still maintained a certain friendship right you know like they just like there they were still a... friends but they like i i, I understand how, what you are seeing here <laughs> There was even a playfulness to their banter when they would, you know, even in, in moments that were were a little more tense because of their previous friendship, and it, it makes it makes Magneto a very humanized character, very easy to make that jump to where why he got to where he was at, 
you know, every time he would look down at his arm and see the numbers, you know, it, it made it a very easy and logical leap. Yeah. So, uh, and I agree with John. I'm very interested to see how they bring his storyline into the MCU, um, you know, with the, the addition of the X-Men. So I'm excited for that. Kara, That's let's me. hear about your bad guys. Okay, so just like going to preface this with it is not going to be nearly as detailed an analysis. <laughs> oh, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> no, it's perfectly just, fine. Just you do you. Okay, so so my picks were um, I started with the Daleks and from Doctor Who. And I, I mean, I'm a solid pick. <laughs> um, and I mostly like, I just like how they're, okay, this is going to. It's so simple. Um, I like that they've got like these big armored dudes, but really they're just like these soft, squishy, super vulnerable <laughs> dudes inside, mm -hmm. you know, and I really like kind of the narrative of taking away their empathy because I feel like that would screw any anybody over if if you're just take away the empathy of their entire race. Um, so so I picked the Daleks. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then just as uh, just as cool, I picked the Vogons. From the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, um, yep, and I read the poetry. Uh, well, that's just it, right? Is they, they've got oh, they've got so much depth, and they've got the I think third worst poetry in the universe. Um, <laughs> and, by bureaucracy. Yeah, well, my, bureaucracy. mine was the first worst. <laughs> <laughs> and and I just I just really just loved the I don't know the the narrative there because I feel like. I feel like it was very um, reflective of people that we've all met. So I just loved that part of it. And then <laughs> my. It was a lovely, gentle way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my final pick is a little more, a little more um, modern and hardcore, I think, is Allie from The Hundred. Did I, any of you guys watch The Hundred? My daughter did. Started to. Oh. Okay. So it's like a post apocalyptic thing. And she's like this computer that like takes over people's minds and to be honest like the the brainwashing thing reminds me a lot of like mlms and cults and stuff and it's just this super super intense ride this this segment with her as the villain but what's really cool is that she's trying like it's you know it's the old trope of ai trying to protect humans by killing humans and mm -hmm. so she's trying to help the planet by reducing the population and moving them to this sort of AI city, like mm -hmm. moving their consciousnesses. And I just think that it's a really cool, like, I think it's reflective of a lot of fears that people have in the modern day as AI progresses and stuff. So I thought that that was a really cool take on it. So I, I know mine was super quick, but those are my three. Nice. <laughs> three solid choices. Especially on a day where like Facebook was down and how much we realized that that affected mm -hmm. how many people how, how would, much we do what we do yeah well and like you know like people that use facebook to log into work accounts and other things like that like you know how many things you use like your gmail or your facebook to, to log into stuff none yeah. of that work today 100 percent me my businesses are all 100 percent online based and a lot of my connections are through facebook i was like forced to take a down day pretty much all day yeah good yeah. we need it every now and then it's, it's you know it's not bad not bad yeah, we spent, uh, I spent some time today trying to figure, I'm like, oh, Nick, I don't actually don't have Nick's phone number. Okay, so I had to, <laughs> I had to we always talk through Facebook. I've never thought twice about it, you know? 
Uh, so I had to get a hold of it uh, of uh, his dad, Drayton, and be like, "Hey, by the way, how about Nick's phone number? You got that?" <laughs> and then you know, and then we went back to Discord. So, yeah, same thing with me with an interview that I had this morning. I had to I connect with them on Instagram, and I was like, "Oh no!" But I found their email and the scheduling invite, so it was crisis averted. <laughs> Hello, Darth Man. He came over from TikTok. Glad to have you here. And uh, you know, that reminds me, I should be doing this don't forget to click like it and subscribe that's supposed to be running along the bottom at all times and it's monday i forgot something <laughs> who's shocked by that one hey at least we're here sort of i think we're here and early 90s also has a comment back going back to magneto it's just magneto's execution of his beliefs that make him a bad guy mm-hmm. i can't i can't argue with that either is it is it magneto's execution of his beliefs that make him a bad guy or has it been a writer in certain cases that want to make Magneto's beliefs discredited in some way by choosing choosing that as his method. Mm. That's a boy. That's almost a full hour topic right there. <laughs> no, seriously, that could be a re- that could be a really cool uh, panel discussion. Like Killmonger, same thing. There are a bunch of villains where it's like they have to do something that's like pretty atrocious, like disregard human life. It happens a lot in movies, and it's like. Based on all this other stuff, why'd they do that? Oh, because that's that's the point where it seems to look like they're not completely wrong. Right. <laughs> then they have to do something where everybody's like, no, I'm out. <laughs> and gone. All right. Cool. All right, Nick, tell us what you got. So I, one of the first ones I chose is St. Dane, and he is the, prote- the antagonist from the Pendragon Journal of an Adventure Through Time and Space. It's a series of books about these different worlds, and they have these people called travelers. And this young kid ends up finding out he is a long line of travelers that help protect these worlds. But here's what I like about St. Dane, is that this is one of his quotes in one of the books, is, I want you to come close. I want you to feel as if you've beaten me one more time. Because that's when victory is the sweetest. When your opponent feels as if he actually has a chance to win just before it all comes crashing down. (laughs) He is also a shapeshifter and he shapeshifts and he becomes, he's basically a friend to the good guys throughout the whole time. And he manipulates them in making bad choices so that the world collapses and he wants all the worlds to collapse so that he can bring in his power and stuff so he's just crazy manipulative and just really gets down and like he wants you to feel like you're winning but you're not because he's still in control of everything and the palpatine effect nice okay yeah (laughs) Uh, he's a little better than Palpatine in how he does it. Like, <laughs> sparkle fingers. <laughs> um, sparkle fingers. <laughs> you know, Palpatine's great until your three-year-old goes unlimited power. <laughs> I feel like that's a selling point. Like that's that's an that's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> Early '90s yeah. says he loves Pendragon. There you go. I want to add that to my list now after hearing that endorsement. It is 
it it's a ten book series. I thought it was a wonderful series. <laughs> Casey, <laughs> gotta love destruction from the inside. Evil it's like Oreo. an evil Oreo. <laughs> nice. We need and, him on our show again. And now I want cookies. I bought four packages of Oreos today. Way to go, Casey! <laughs> All right, who's who's uh who's number two in your your evil series here? Nick? Lex Luthor, but from the Smallville series. This so, one has me curious. I, I want to know how you what the difference is. Why you picked this version of him? It's, well, you get a little more of the backstory behind Lex Luthor. Um, he start like him and superman were friends like even in the comics they were friends at some point but you get to see them drift apart and lose trust in each other and he just becomes maniacal and just really like i want mm -hmm. superman dead like he finds out it's clark kent but at the same time he still respects his identity and just is like, Hey, <laughs> don't mess with me. <laughs> we're just real quick here. Darth man. We're talking about our favorite bad guys uh, in science fiction, superheroes and fantasy, whether they're on screen or in, or in writing. There so, are Facebook comments that you are missing again tonight as well, Tim. I don't doubt it because yeah. Facebook <laughs> is being Facebook. I don't see any of those either. I, they're, not, I, they're not showing up in the in just those. in the funny science fiction podcast in our live on there. Um, there's a comment from George G the third that Q from the next gen. Mm. Oh yeah, he'd be a solid pick. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are we sure Q's a bad guy? See, and that's what makes him a great bad guy. <laughs> What's really fun is when you watch the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic series <laughs> because Discord is voiced by the guy who does Q. Tim, you would love it. Don't give me that look. <laughs> I'm going to say that I watch it because of my kid, but I totally don't. So is there a Star Trek My Little Ponies crossover? Um, I think there just was. In that there sense. should be. There's a Doctor Who crossover. There's Doctor Who's and Rose. But... All right. And so my third choice Oh, yeah. Is... We're still on that. Sorry. <laughs> Become a brony, Tim. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. Hey, my nephew loves it. So. That's good for him. It's because it's awesome. I, I have no problem with somebody else watching it. I'm just not going he, to. He came up to me and he's like, I made I'm it a through brony. I made it through that stage of life with my daughter. I'm I'm pushing forward. Oh, no. I'm going to tell Kendall she needs to watch it now. I will fight you. <laughs> Literally you fight you. Avatar. Do not distract him from Avatar. Exactly. <laughs> So my third choice is from the Star Wars universe, and it is Grand Admiral Thrawn. Thrawn is... He manipulated the Empire to basically bring him on board. Apparently all my guys are manipulators. <laughs> we learned something about me today. I was just going to say, uh, this doesn't take a, a, a therapist to figure this one out where we're going. <laughs> And, and so, basically, Thrawn is very intelligent. He's very cold-hearted, but he's level-headed. He doesn't get angry, and he doesn't, um, like, explode. Like, 
most bad guys do at some point. He's very even keel, and that's what makes him dangerous. You never <laughs> yeah. see him go full Kylo. If, if Sherlock Holmes was a bad guy. Yeah, yes. yeah exactly. <laughs> I, that's one of the things I like about, about Thrawn is just he's, you know, he's cool as the other side of the pillow. Even when crap's hitting the fan, he keeps his composure and his, you know, his evil at this mellow level where you kind of go, ooh, okay. And if you ever get the chance to read the books, I love his introduction to the Empire. He basically takes out two platoons of guys by himself, just using tactics alone, and just is in the officer's tent and is like, and you need me. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Thrawn. We like Thrawn. <laughs> All right. Very good. All right, Kathleen, you're up. Woo! Tell us what you're working with. All right. So <laughs> I for my, my first choice when when Tim presented this topic to me, my original answer was Joker, Joker and Joker. Because there are so many different versions of the Joker that you could like him multiple times. <laughs> but I'm just going to clump all of the versions of Joker into one. So Joker as a whole is a brilliant villain. He is because there are so many things that he says he doesn't plan and yet they work out perfectly for him. Obviously he's planning them. Um, <laughs> but if you think about Joker through the years, everything from the nineties cartoon version to Heath Ledger's iconic version, even Joaquin Phoenix's version of him and Jared Leto's version of him may not be the best. They may not be everybody's favorites, but they are all different aspects of the clown prince's insane personality i'm good with all of them but leto so yeah <laughs> and i mean right. i can't forget richard epcar because oh yeah he did the yeah. voice for me and it yeah i was actually trying to find that and i don't know where i put it it's on my <laughs> it's on this computer in here somewhere. somewhere but what file i put it i was going to play it uh when oh. you mentioned him but we interviewed richard <laughs> epcar who's a great voice actor uh and he actually was the Joker for uh, DC's Injustice video games, and he's an in Injustice one and Injustice two. I'm sure he'll be in Injustice three. That's that's getting worked up right now. Um, but go check out that episode, guys, if you want to hear more about how he got that job and and uh, how that worked even into Mortal Kombat with him. Uh, so very cool episode. Anyway, please continue. That's right. So that was number one. I mean, because Joker. Like, and this this is a perfect chaos article. Um, it sums it up that the Joker is one of the most popular villains because readers respond to smart, well-written characters. And he is. He's a very well-written character. There are very many aspects of him that can come out in different ways. And even if you think about, like, in Gotham, the Joker's origin story, where you think it's Jerome, but it's not Jerome. It's Jerome's twin brother, it's so twisty and weird. Credits. It's twisty and weird, but it's fun. And it works because Joker. Very good. That was my first one. All right. Yes. yes. And Hamill's version of Joker is beautiful. Absolutely. So pick number two. Yes, please. Is Ultron. Because of one thing that my husband pointed out to me about Ultron. He was on the internet for two minutes and decided that humans needed to die. 
<laughs> and done. Right, I'm back in. <laughs> right, right. And that was the thing is like when you realize why he was the way he was, and you're like, no, that actually makes sense. <laughs> I, I can agree with you on that topic. If you just look at humans via the internet, we're horrendous. <laughs> and cats. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> It's, I, I am reminded of the Microsoft AI that they put on Twitter and went very badly in less than 24 hours. Yeah. Like, very badly. Very badly. So, I mean, and there is a struggle with Avengers and Marvel villains where they are one-shot villains. They don't have long storylines. They come for a movie, they get defeated, they're gone. We don't see them again. But I think with Ultron, just that redeeming factor of... <laughs> Dang it, John Loss. The redeeming factor of he saw people on the internet, like my husband and his ridiculous comments, and decided that all of humanity needed to die. <laughs> and I hear the cackling from the other room. <laughs> Does John have a lightsaber yet? John needs a lightsaber. No, because John had to pay $600 for a car repair today. <laughs> Get car, it together, man. lightsaber, car, lightsaber. Right? Yeah. Oh. Oh, hey, Kathleen. Hold on a second. So one of your credits is playing Gotham City's own Clown Prince of Crime, who I happen to love. In case Yes, I see the picture behind your head. <laughs> just had yeah. to play that. Kills! <laughs> but that's just me. So. Alright, who's number three? Also from Doctor Who! The Weeping Angels. Oh, that's such a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> because they are so scary. <laughs> they are so scary. That... I can't change Casey's mind because I still haven't seen Fifth Element. <laughs> no, he's totally why, why are you here? I don't know. <laughs> why? Really long and complicated. John, story. fix this. <laughs> Multipass. <laughs> uh, and he's he's not wrong because Lilu wants to fix and save everybody after you know seeing what's on the internet and Ultron wants to yeah it's yeah I Casey's right I I can't argue it okay well look Lilu saw it and she got very sad yeah because it was her job to rescue them Ultron didn't have a job he saw the internet and decided that we needed to be eradicated mm -hmm. and so. Like one was supposed to be there to save us, saw what we were, and decided they didn't want to try. And another <laughs> didn't know anything about us, saw the internet, and decided that we were a tumor that was covering the planet. <laughs> yeah, the What If episode with Ultron. If you guys have not watched that, you need to go watch that on Disney Plus. That episode is really good and, yeah, makes you think a little bit. That episode right. put Mustafar in Marvel canon. Because huh. <laughs> when Ultron punches the Watcher and they like rip through dimensions, mm -hmm. one of the places that they rip through is Mustafar. I'm going to have to go back and double check that. That's awesome. I mean, not double check you. I mean, double see it. I got you. <clears throat> Just I was like, wow, okay. Check your okay. sources even when it's me. It's fine. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so and weeping. So you had Joker, Ultron, Weeping Angels, correct? Yes, solid list. 
that's a solid list. I can't argue and, with any of those. And like John said, the creepy thing about the angels is when you realize that they stop moving because the viewers of the <laughs> TV show are the ones looking at them. It's weird. Yeah, I definitely and, found them terrifying as well. So right after John and I got married, he set his computer background, which was hooked up to our 42-inch TV. I know where this is going. <laughs> to the Weeping Angels video. Yes. And I didn't realize it. And he left his computer on in the middle of the night. I got up to go to the kitchen to get a drink of water. Oh, and I no. looked at the computer and I'm like, okay, interesting. It's the Weeping Angels. And it was like the, the where it's turned away from the camera. And I'm like, oh, okay, two o'clock in the morning, got my drink of water. I turn around and out of the corner of my eye, I realize it's facing me. And I'm like, <laughs> we're not doing this. I'm like walking down the hallway and I turned and looked and it was the like snarling at the TV. I'm like, I'm going to kill him. I, I gain more and more respect for John every episode. I just want every live show. <laughs> I get more and more respect for John. I just Somehow... How years later, he's not dead yet. How you haven't put a pillow over his face at night, I'm still impressed. Oh, he's got a CPAP, he would still be able to breathe. <laughs> I mean, I haven't considered it. At least it hasn't been thought out. That's that, I think that's the high point. I mean, I've smacked him in the face with a pillow in the middle of the night. Oh, I haven't actually like held it over his face yet. So there's that. <laughs> There's definitely yeah. that. What we just learned is that she hasn't figured out how she's going to hide the body yet, and once pretty she, much once she unlocks that particular puzzle, she hasn't like you know she hasn't liked Siri's or Alexa's response to the question yet, where to hide the body. I don't have those uh, in my house. They'd be listening to me. <laughs> Darthman eighty six says his top villains are Mister Freeze, Magneto, and Maul. All right, so we've talked Good about Magneto. I think so his Mr. theme is M's. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. Uh, yeah, so pretty solid list. We've talked about Magneto already. All right, so let's talk about some other guys. So here's my three picks. Uh, so everybody knows that I, I, Star Wars is first and foremost in my life. Uh, so two out of my three picks are Star Wars. It's like two, his marriage. Two of my three picks are Darth's. So my first one is Darth Vader. And if we you look, uh, Alan, I'm going to showcase alan while i talk because he's going to be showing some really cool lightsabers in fact he's holding up darth uh vader's right now so uh darth vader is the guy that everyone cheers for uh because we know the backstory we all want to um it's like cheering for i i, I equated to cheering for a person who's been in an abusive relationship and you want to see them break free get themselves taken care of get away from the person that's that's not taking care of them so his relationship, by the way, with the aforementioned Captain Sparklefingers, um, a.k.a. Palpatine, Mr. Palps, uh, is about as unhealthy as it gets. Uh, it's a very abusive, very manipulative relationship. Uh, but along the way, we found out that Vader's a force to be reckoned with. He's got great quips and catchphrases, and he makes you want to root for his eventual redemption. Plus, it's Star Wars. And my cat would get really cranky if I didn't lead off by uh, mentioning the person that he's named after. So um, uh, we got a comment here from Casey saying that weeping angels are the most terrifying thing ever. The interdimensional beings that can lock you in a time dimension in the past while feeding on you. I will not be able to blink for hours now. They are. They're terrifying. Yeah. Um, and then and Master Allen. All right, so my first one is Darth Vader. He's always been one of my my 
amazingly followed characters. I loved his, I've always loved Darth Vader. I've always thought it was really cool. Uh, that scene in Rogue One where he comes in and he lights up the, the lightsaber and, you know, kind of takes over the, the whole movie there. That's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Allen is the Vanna White of sabers. <laughs> Uh, let's see. And then uh, uh, John Watson. Darth Jar Jar. I'm trying to figure out where the audio is coming from. Don't ask. That's Kathleen. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, ignore me. I'm not here. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyway, but I, I've always loved Darth Vader. He's one of my favorites. Uh, second is Darth Maul. We can break it down to simplicities if you want and Oh, goodness gracious me, oh my. That's okay. I'm just, I'm not staring. You're staring. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Um, we can break it down to the simple thing that he looks awesome. You know, the red and black and, you know, the horns on, the, you know, on his head. All that looks really cool. He's got a super cool lightsaber, which Master Allen is so kind enough to show off for us right now. Again, I'm not staring. You're staring. Shut up. Uh, into two separate... Uh, take able to break that down into two separate blades. That's really, really cool. Do they okay, each have a that, blade? I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, they'll have a blade on each end of them, but so in cool. order for him to uh, fit into the screen, <laughs> it wouldn't really work right now. Um, Vader is absolutely terrifying. Yes, he is when you consider what he can do. And uh, Alan, uh, Casey would like you to know that you have some strong hand modeling. So, <laughs> Price is Right needs to watch out. <laughs> and then... Uh, is that the extended version of Maul Saber? You're muted right now, so I can't hear you. I was trying not to. to uh, this is the Menace, currently available on the site. There is a mini Menace that will be available on the site at some point in the future that is much smaller than this and does not come apart. But this is the Menace. And you can go find that at the link that I just put into the comments. So there may sure. or may not be a holiday special for this one and one for that. What's his name? The Skywalker guy. Luke. Green Saber. Uh, anyway. Oh, and then Wass says that he wants to see Vader stranded on a planet with weeping angels. I don't I know. I feel like a lightsaber might be a super effective way to deal with them. Because you just look at them because they can't. They can't move if you're looking at them and then right just force choke them all once you know you got them looking at you uh let's see you and can't then... force choke stone tim <laughs> you can pick it up and throw it you can cut it in half you could also pick it up and throw it also also effective so uh and then darth man says that maul he feels his story in his opinion is on par with vader i tend to think so um he had a lot of manipulation in his backstory and everything. And I really think that his story really came around with the Clone Wars and, and Rebels uh, really kind of helped explain who he was. And I love the fact that he was so conniving and willing to turn on anyone just to get to Kenobi because my dude holds a grudge like nobody else. <laughs> Although I think if I was cut in half and left for dead, I'd probably, you know, hold a bit of a grudge too. And he can but. just own a town. Like... You know, his like the 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 seat on the throne of Mandalore, like that like Darth Maul is just 
like 100% theater kid become an adult that needs an outlet for the drama. Like, Yeah. Yeah, he's got a really cool backstory. And so I, I they both hold my attention and make me want to watch and see what they're going to do next. What evil, bad, stupid, mean thing they're going to do to somebody for whatever reason. You know, uh, usually it's it's towards getting back at some level of redemption for them. Uh, and then my third I chose uh, it was Loki, who's Marvel's crown prince of mischief. Because no matter what he does, I'm willing to pay attention because there's a quip, there's some bit of sarcasm. Um, this just the the level of sarcasm that he has is is amazing. Um, he's it's physically impossible for him to tell the truth. He he's really only out for himself and shouldn't be trusted under any circumstances. Um, although the only one that he seemed to be able to trust him or trust back was the variant version of himself uh, in the Loki series, which I also suggest people go out and watch. Where he also backstabbed himself. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, I still root for him to succeed. You know, even though there's all these circumstances that he's done all over time, he's, he's you know, the reason why, you know, Thor was put in the position he was, lost an eye, all those things. He's an extremely well-written, sarcastic conniving character who's masterfully played by Tom Hiddleston. I don't think, honestly, I think the Hiddleston has so locked that down. I don't know that another actor would be able to walk in and take over for him mm. at, le at least very easily because of I the, think the he way. has like locked it as his own pretty well. Yeah, pretty much. It's going to, it'll, it'd be like somebody else playing Tony Stark like those. It's just so inextricable. Right. Yeah. RDJ is, is pretty much Tony Stark. Tony Stark is RDJ. I don't know that, that there's a separation between the <laughs> two. At least not a good one. Anyway, so those, those are my three. I kind of glossed over them quickly just, just for time's sake um, because we have a couple things we want to get to here in just a moment. But but those are the picks. I think, I you know, Kara, you had really great picks. Thank you, Alan. You had great picks. Uh, you know, Nick and Kathleen, you guys had some great picks as well. So uh, I think everybody did really solid tonight. All right. Right, and and then early '90s also mentioned that it might be hard to see someone else's Wolverine. It's gonna be mm -hmm. very hard to see somebody else's Wolverine. Hugh Jackman was awesome mm. in that character, and the Casey says I agree with Loki. He's very enigmatic and always up to wacky hijinks. That's because we don't Casey use the word to be Loki. Well, yeah, but we also don't use the word hijinks enough. So I play, I applaud Casey for using hijinks. I think Casey Loki's is our Loki. Loki's a little bit of Joker without the. Like desire to leave a trail of bodies, right? Like you know, it's like so. There's He's a the lot of the chaos aspect without necessarily the murder, right? And it, it's not that Loki's not a killer; it's just that like he it's not the first thing he thinks of, right? He doesn't need to kill in order to experience dopamine, right? Agreed. <laughs> it's enough for him if Thor looks dumb. I think though that Casey is our is our Loki variant. Yeah, uh, very good. So, what are we doing the group viewing of Dune? Like, which theater are we going to? <laughs> uh, none of them. I'll drive to you guys. Where I, I, I can't stay far enough away from it. I will watch it. I will watch the new version of Dune. I will see if I make it further than 30 minutes like I did with the original. And as we uh, start wrapping up the show here, Kara, where can people go to find out more about you? Uh, so you can go to theconquestofbliss.com. So that's everything's spelled the way that you would spell the, those words. Um, so it's theconquestofbliss.com and theconquestofbliss on all socials except for Twitter. 
And uh, yeah, you come check out my happiness talks. Excellent. Please do. She's uh, She's got a really cool show. I strongly recommend it. I'm a subscriber. I listen regularly. So Thank you very much. <laughs> and if you've been watching, we've been posting links to where you can find Alan. Alan, what's your TikTok and things that people can go to find you? So the, the primary TikTok for the business is Level Up Light and the number one. And then we've got the, the secondary account, Level Up Light 2, which is going to feature more of the Level Up Light family and like delivery days and, and things like that. Uh, but that's also where I'm going to tease unreleased products. So like the Saber Whip Blade that's not on the site yet, you, you can see that over at that TikTok because it's not the official one. Um, uh, and leveluplightsaber.com, that is, that is where all the things are. If you follow the links that they have been posting, um, if you uh, if you make if you make your if you do your shopping through their link, it helps support the podcast, and that's something that I really want us to do. And so, if you are thinking about adding a lightsaber to your existence or to somebody else's existence around you because you want them to be happy, then use that link, and that is the right way to do it. Also, because we didn't bring this up, and it's something that I feel like a lot of folks should know. If you're planning on doing um, a lot of online purchasing for the holidays, do it early this year. My manufacturer has already warned us twice about anticipated delays that are outside of their control. And so if you are thinking about a lightsaber, for example, um, early is better than late. Mm -hmm. All right. Very good. And as of. As a reminder, last Friday we released our interview with an amazing stunt woman, Michelle C. Smith. Hi, this is Michelle C. Smith, and welcome to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. If you don't believe me that she's awesome, well, then you just need to watch this. So we have that video, but we also made another one because Daisy Ridley actually got to watch that video that we just watched. Daisy Ridley from from Star Wars. You mean Ray Skywalker? I mean Ray Skywalker, absolutely. Uh, so check this out. Here are your related search terms on Twitter. Adam Daisy, Michelle C. Smith. Is that Michelle Pfeiffer's like real name or something? Good God! Good God, a bug! Oh my God! That's impressive, Michelle, wherever you may be. Wow. Hi, this is Michelle C. Smith, and welcome to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. And what's interesting is you will find out what Michelle C. Smith and Michelle Pfeiffer have in common. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. 
And you can still find that episode of Funny Science Fiction on our YouTube channel and your favorite audio podcast providers. And remember, your subscription to our YouTube channel is a major help. So please don't forget to click like and subscribe as you watch the videos. Just like it says on the bottom of your screen. <laughs> All right. And this Friday's episode, we release our, our interview with Jeremy Roberts. I'm Jeremy Roberts, and welcome to Funny Science Fiction Podcast. I love that. Not, <laughs> Not this guy. This guy. This guy. <laughs> I laughed so hard when watching this before we were uploading it. But Jeremy. Proxy. Exactly. Jeremy's a really cool guy. Uh, he's been an actor for many years. His, actually, his first movie was National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. He's one of the cops who, who breaks in at the house at the end of the movie. Uh, but he's also been in other shows like X-Files, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Hercules, Xena, uh, a couple of different Star Trek episodes, both on Voyager and uh, Deep Space Nine. And in Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, he plays Lieutenant Commander Dimitri Valtain. Uh, so he's the one that you saw on the, on the deck there on the bridge rather uh so you have an opportunity to, to kind of check that out we're going to talk a little bit with him about his career where he's gone what he's done and uh it's a pretty good episode we, we get to share some laughs with him so check that out it's coming up this friday morning you'll have an opportunity to to watch that and listen to that uh, on either youtube or your favorite audio podcast destination wherever you get your your audio podcast from uh and one more video that i'm going to sneak in i didn't put it in the show notes but uh, we probably should show this, especially because uh, Nick's dad has a new book. It's called Dances with Aliens. Here it is. Introducing the new novel, Dances with Aliens, by Drayton Allen. Thomas, the last man on Earth, is stuck being a dog. Not a four-legged dog that goes woof, but a singing, dancing dog of the theme park variety. The theme park, where Thomas has worked for years, is now overrun with alien kids begging him to perform dances and do tricks. But how could this have happened? Is humanity really gone? How does an intelligent race of aliens develop the technology to travel the cosmos, invade and conquer Earth, yet not recognize a guy in a dog suit? Available at DraytonAllen.com. All right. And uh, John left because he felt that uh, Kathleen has a few reasons to remember to still be mad at him, and he wanted to get a head start. <laughs> I'm not worried that she has a lighter. John, you should be worried that she has All a lighter. All right, guys. It's a Darren McCarty lighter, though. Oh, well, see, there you go. All right, guys, that's our show for tonight. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for being here. Alan, uh, Kara, thank you so much. Really enjoyed having you guys on. Thanks for having me. I had a blast. Yay! Thanks for putting up with us again. <laughs> on behalf of the rest of the hosts of Funny Science Fiction, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes, please contact us by means of our Facebook group, Funny Science Fiction. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram using the handle at Funny Sci-Fi, or you can go to DraytonAllen.com and click the Contact Me link at the bottom of the page. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed the episode. <laughs>